Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cinematic AF. I'm your host, Anthony Fountain, and on this show, each week, we find and discuss the strangest and most unusual films that has ever graced the silver screens. With help from my trusty co-host, Ash and Kelsey, we dig deep into the mind-bending films that no one else wants to talk about. Or maybe they're smart enough not to do it. But anyway, thanks for showing up. This is Cinematic AF. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining Cinematic AF. I'm your host, Anthony Fountain, and as always, my two sidekicks, a.k.a. co-hosts, a.k.a. besties, Ash and Kelsey, have joined me today to talk about the one and only Evil Dead 2. It was uh, released in 1987. Uh, thank you for joining me, Ash and Kelsey, once again. Oh, thanks for having me. I'll swallow your soul. Swallow your soul. Oh, well, thank you guys. Uh, once again, as I already said, I'm being very uh, repetitive. I apologize. So thank you guys for joining Cinematic F. Um, let's see. Uh, it's been interesting. Uh, we've made it to another month and survived. So that's a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but here we are two days later and like uh what happened today um oh yeah the rock has coronavirus and batman <laughs> yeah yeah damn it <laughs> the month just got started like they're like what's gonna happen oh nothing uh two of the biggest stars are gonna get corona damn it wait wait <laughs> way to start the month what day are we in like day, right. day three yeah we're in day three <laughs> dude Right sin. on track with 2020. Oh, yeah. Betty 20. White better watch her ass. Man, we need to guard. Anybody listen out there, we need to guard Betty White. <laughs> she's precious. I think she's being guarded. Pretty yeah. sure. She's golden. She's very golden. Um, so uh, let's see. It's another month, another day, another week. And here we are doing a podcast because why not? And for the people, all three of you that tune in every week, and we really appreciate it. Before we get the show going, I know, because I look at all the uh, numbers on the thing, that more than half of you, more than half, listen to us on your uh, Apple devices with Apple Podcasts. And if you're doing that, which over half, how hard is it just to please go over and hit the like nut, or even give a review or you can give us a rating. Five stars would be preferred. Try to give more than five, but see what it does. See what it does. But yeah, um, most of you guys listen on podcasts. Do us a favor. We're trying to build this thing. And uh, if you listen on uh, Apple Podcasts, how hard is it to hit that little thing? And I know we get a good bit of listeners. I mean, we're, I think we're pushing a thousand uh, downloads so far. I mean, it, it's good for me. Hey. It, it's, it's all right. It's, we're getting there. Sure. Slowly, but surely, but please, thank you so much. But that's enough of that. Uh, let's see. Uh, last time we talked last week, we discussed what we did and what we watched, and we're going to do that again. Kelsey, what you've been watching? Um, recently, I started the show Veep on HBO, so I've been diving into that. Um, really funny with Julia Lewis Dreyfus as the vice president. Um, yeah, been watching that, and then. I don't know if either of you have ever been into Big Brother, but I'm, I'm a big Big Brother fan, and I've been watching it religiously. It's on three times a week, so I'm caught up on that, except for tonight's episode. 
Um, I also. I've never been in my big brother. I just want to put that out. (laughs) (laughs) I've considered asking you to help me make an audition tape, Anthony, because I would love to go on that show. Okay. Okay. I've I've never really watched big brother. Give, give me a short, like overview. What is it? Okay. So it's 16 strangers are essentially picked to live in this house for the true story. And each week there's competitions for like a head of household to be chosen. And that head of household has to pick two nominees and the house chooses who they're going to vote out that week. So through a series of competitions, everyone, you know, slowly gets voted out until you have one winner Um, and they're sequestered away with no phones or anything. Um, Yeah. And so there's a lot of lying and manipulating and I mean, some making friends. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good. That's what I was going to ask my, my wife and I watch, uh, some reality TV, a small amount, but everything we watch reality TV wise is trash TV. Like the oh, most yeah. de- little women people. Yeah. Little, no, little like, women in some like, city uh, love Island or, or teen mom or something like that. We're just, it's the trashiest of trash mm-hmm. and they <laughs> is big brother. Did they go into that territory or they invented, some that, of the, <laughs> they invented some of the that territory are trashier than others. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I, I do really feel like there are some good ones. Like a couple of years ago, I mean, there's occasionally a player who wins who was actually honest the whole time. But, I mean, a lot of it is like you're built, forming alliances with these people and then it's like, how many alliances are you actually in? You never really know. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. Uh, there's a, there's a uh, ripoff on, uh, what's that, on Netflix called The Circle. But it's, oh yeah, I never watched that. Well, uh, me and my wife watched oh, it. And what it is—the only difference is you're put into a apartment building, but uh, no one can pass each other. No one can leave their rooms at the same time, so no one knows who you actually are. So they have like, let's say, ten people. I can't remember the exact number. Uh, but and you can be honest, you can be yourself, or you can be somebody mm-hmm. else. Like one guy made yeah. it almost all the way to the end, pretending to be his girlfriend. And then they had like guys like uh, flirting with uh, him, but he had to flirt back as his girlfriend. Yeah, dude. I, I, my wife and I watched a little while of that. That was pretty entertaining. It's all right. Well, that is, it's a, that's a watered down version of Big Brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also have another ripoff on Pornhub. It's called Big Brother and Stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I think that's a real thing. <laughs> Probably so, big bro- big brother and a lot of yeah. <laughs> step everything. <laughs> yeah. So besides uh big brother and stepsister, uh what have you been watching, Ash? <laughs> uh, well, uh we watched Evil Dead Two for the podcast tonight. So I went back and watched Evil Dead One as a refresher. It's been a while. Um I won't talk much about that now. I'll paper in some things as we talk about the sequel. Um but I also watched a little movie this week called Bill and Ted Face the Music. Oh, how was it? I have not yeah. dedicated myself it, to pay 20 bucks to see it yet. Yeah. It, it is definitely in the spirit of the first two. I commend them for making it. It was entertaining. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if my problem is with Keanu Reeves or not. I may have to rewatch because there is a certain degree of flexibility there because it is so long after the fact they're not teenagers anymore. He would be expected to act a little differently, but I don't 
feel it from him. Like, I don't feel he's embodying the same character exactly. But that being said, it's entertaining. It's, it's, a, it's as crazy as the first two and the same mentality, the same beats. Um, if you like the first two, you'll like this one. And I don't think I've heard any real negative reviews of it. Everybody seems to be along those lines. It was entertaining. It wasn't the greatest, but you know, neither were the first two. Uh, I di- I disagree. The first one, uh, I no no no. <laughs> In my opinion, yeah, the first one is like scripture to me. It's 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 uh, and the second one even like it's such a different movie. Oh, but that's ballsy. Yeah, dude. It like they're like, oh, remember these time traveling teens? Well, here's a sequel. We're not really going to do any time traveling for the most part. We're going to send them in hell. Going to heaven and hell. No, it's it's uh. It was good. And, and I'm glad that sequels don't regurgitate the same thing. Look like Hangover. One and two are the same fucking movie. This in different places. Yeah. It's good that yeah. the, the sequels do I something different. Wish, I kind of wish that Bill and Ted Face the Music had gone in a different direction again. Yeah. But it, it, it kind of incorporated elements from the first two. Well, the thing is, it's been so long, they're going to ride, they're riding the train of nostalgia. I mean, oh, yeah. you kind of have to. I like I like the idea of these two people, though, Bill and Ted, just going on different zany adventures. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. This one, this one was good. Watch it. All right. Uh, let's talk about nostalgia. Uh, I've finally started, thanks, because it's finally off YouTube, Cobra Kai. Uh, ah. and, <laughs> yeah. and I have to tell you right now that it, it's nothing but feels. Uh, they have nailed this. They knocked it out of the park. Whoever came up with this concept and wrote this, it's fantastic. Because in this, uh, Johnny, who's still a dick, he's is down and out. You know, he was the Cobra Kai blonde guy that, you know, sweep the lag, Johnny. And he is down and out. He, he has a strange wife. He has a son that hates him. He is, uh, he's a handyman that loses his job. And he's just down and out. And, and, and then uh, Daniel's son, is a millionaire. He owns like a bunch of uh, car dealerships and like he goes, Let, and we're going to, to uh, kick prices. And he, you know, does this correct. Cause he, you know, he's famous for winning the tournament. He's became a, a, a celebrity locally. And, <laughs> That's crazy. And, and every time you buy a car, you get a bonsai tree that he hand cuts with love to give to you for buying a car. And he's so obsessed, he carries a pair of shearing scissors in his front breast pocket. So when he walks (laughs) by, I pull them out. Or if he's walking through the lobby, he'll stop and trim trees. (laughs) And he's not not a bad guy, but he's just been on top for so long since that tournament. He doesn't know what the bottom feels like. Yeah. And so he's kind of separated from that world. And Johnny is just a piece of shit. Well, Johnny falls into some money and because his family was rich and I guess his last surviving member gave him money because they were tired of giving him like little handouts and he opens up a Cobra Kai dojo and Daniel LaRusso, LaRusso finds out about it and tries to shut that shit down. And, that, and that's only part of it. There's so like he has this one student and then I'll stop talking about this because I don't want to give too much away because it's fantastic. <laughs> But uh, he's teaching this one guy, his name is Miguel, and he, 
this just gives you an idea of the feels because just sometimes of how what they're going to say, you know it because you know the source material so well. They're going to a Halloween party and his students go and he's got the shitty costume his grandma made for him. And um, Johnny looks at him and goes, hey, you can't wear that out. He goes, I got something for you. And you know what he's going to dress the kid as. And Daniel LaRusso is working the as a chaperone at the dance. And the kid walks by in that skull outfit that he got his ass kicked in. Oh, oh shit. so good. And then, you know, <laughs> and then all those evil feelings towards Johnny just boils up. He's like, he's training somebody else to be evil. But Johnny's really not. He's just trying to survive. And he connects with the losers now. So he kind of takes all the losers from the school and brings them up to Cobra Kai level. So right on. I, I think I watched the first two episodes of this. Oh, it, dude, ah, the writers. It's on Netflix now, right? It is on Netflix. Yeah. Season one and yeah. two. If you like the Karate Kid folks, you'll love this because it, and it's not in your face, but they throw nostalgia in just because you know the source material so well, they don't have to hold your hand. Yeah. It's like when he takes her to the putt-putt for their first date, you just know. They don't tell you. You just know uh-huh. that's happened before. And it's gorgeous. And just, I mean, and there's something me and my wife have absolutely, and it's funny how I remember all the fight scenes and she remembers all the romantic stuff. Like, yeah. <gasps> Cause I didn't even think about the putt putt. She's like, they're going to the putt putt. Oh, how cute. I'm like, wait, Oh, <laughs> they did that in the first one. Cause I didn't care about that stuff. I just want to see, you know, them fight. Oh yeah. And, uh, it's enough of that, but I definitely highly recommend that. It's, it's nostalgic. If you love karate kid, there's no way you cannot love this. I watched karate kid recently with my daughter. Uh, Aww. it's, it was a, it was a crazy ride. It's great. <laughs> um, but, uh, also, uh, the only the other thing I watched, uh, everybody's wondering, uh, wondering about New Mutants. I saw it with my what? with my eyeballs, and it is good. It's just good. What? It's not fantastic. Really? It's not fantastic. Uh, my only problem with this, believe it or not, is it wasn't long enough. It was too short. Yeah. Uh, because the characters are all stuck in this hospital, and there's an event that that happened to each one that caused them to be here. And they give you brief views of it. I wish I had full time for each one of these people's problems. I would enjoy it because now the kids are just there. You get glimpse and you get little backstories and some exposition, but you really don't see it like this. Like uh, I think his name's Sunspot, right? Sunspot. Yeah. Sunspot uh, was actually making up his girlfriend, got too hot and bothered, and incinerated her, burned her alive. Whoa! So he has to live with the fact that killed his girlfriend. And we get. Uh, did we, it go down like that in the comics? I don't know. I don't. I've never read New Mutants. I think New Mutants. I think one of them. I don't know if it was Sunspot or not. Got into got into an altercation or something, and over did it and took out several city blocks. Oh, now that was a Speedball. Speedball, yeah, yeah. And he's and he's in this too. Okay. Uh, it's the guy from Stranger Things that plays the older brother. Uh, and then you have Magic, who was captured by this weird demon cult. And she has to, she gets upon her powers and just kills them all in cold blood. And it, it shows like a glimpse of the dead bodies laying in snow. You've seen it in the previews. I wish I could have seen her turmoil, like her being captured, her being, you know, abused or whatever. But it just gives you little pieces of it. 
it each character like Wolf's Bane was actually hunted down by the church and branded as a as a witch. Oh wow! And it, it, we we get to see like her mental aftermath of it, but we don't get to see that actual event. Um, so, sounds like that sounds like Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah, it's it's very Nightcrawlerish, but she turns into a werewolf, and she can she can do different degrees of wolf transformations. She can be a full wolf, or she could be a hybrid, where she can have the the strength and powers, but still be able to stand and use her hands. She's like a teen wolf. Huh? She is a teen wolf. Right. <laughs> You're right. She is a teen wolf. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I think it's worth watching. I don't know. It definitely. You, it'll probably be on demand in a week. So just wait. But you won't be disappointed. Yeah. I didn't hate it. It just was too short. It was rather. I mean, for all the development hell and all the shit that it went through, it was decent. I'll tell you right now, it's better than Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix put together. <laughs> Yeah, I'm usually a completionist when it comes to all those. I want to at least lay my eyes on it once, but I I couldn't even do it with Dark Phoenix. Like, I don't want it. I want to erase that. I want to erase that timeline with with that and just get ready for Marvel Studios to to make us a proper X Men. Well, they just had this. <laughs> they had it pre made. They're like, why not? And it, it is the perfect tester for this society we live in right now. Why not yeah. use this movie, which they just happened to get during the purchase, and push it out? And it actually made, I think I made at least probably around ten million right now. It was seven last time I checked. I hadn't checked in a while. Yeah, which Dude, ain't, they, which ain't they, bad for what's trolls, going on. What trolls two came out like right after the pandemic hit, right? Yeah, they they made as much money as they would have made if they had been in theaters. Uh, yeah, like, they made a lot of money o- online. People bought the shit out of that it was movie it was it was very smart yeah yeah um and new mutants they just had and they just wanted to test what it's like to be in a theater because um everybody's testing the waters for tenant comes out tenant is the one everybody's yeah. waiting for so they're throwing these mid movies out that they just purchased or have sitting around uh like that uh russell crowe movie was has been made for unhinged, unhinged for over a year and it did all right. It made a few million dollars just chilling with, yeah. I mean, with only like 30% of theaters opened, but I think we're about to go push up to 70% the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, dude, they Disney plus has released Hamilton and now they're about to release Mulan. Yeah. Just for straight to Disney plus. No, yeah. it's going straight to Disney plus. Oh, really? I thought yeah. I read somewhere that they were charging for it. Even if you had Disney plus, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're charging 30, they're charging $30. But you, oh, oh, really? Okay, yeah, that is what I thought. Uh, yeah, okay. they're going yeah. to make their money. It's to, uh, at least a $200 million film. They just can't give that away. They're going to have to try to get scrape a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know if it's even opening in theaters. So some movies, Tenet is opening. We don't know exact date, but it's opening. I don't think Mulan is. I think it's only going to be on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So we'll see. The world, and so it's kind of cool. I get to talk about a new movie. Mm-hmm. It's still weird going to the movies, but... I do it for you guys. New Mutants is decent and it's worth, <laughs> and it's worth it's worth seeing. I I wouldn't risk it to go to the theaters. Don't be like me. But if you see it on on demand, you won't be too disappointed. Uh the action's good, the special effects are good. Um I don't want to go into too much detail, but there's some really cool stuff. And there's a huge shout out to Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh television series that I loved. Um uh, I don't know if you guys watched that, but these these smile demons that show up and they kind of float and they have these evil smiles and they float and they're played by Doug Jones 
And oh my God, what's his name? He's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> I actually know him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You don't listen to the show anyway, but he's the other one, the other demon. Uh, but they have these demons with wear black suits with these huge smiles with teeth. They're mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. They're awesome demons. And they have to fight them. And they're all using their powers to fight all these demons. Pretty cool. Uh, I, I dig it. I wish it was longer. I wish it went more de- in depth. And I wish it was rated R. But hey, it is what it is. I'm glad it was released. That's enough of that. Let's talk about the uh, thing we're here to talk about. Evil Dead 2. Yeah, was released to the world in 1987, and this is one of the movies that changed my young life. Uh, I've seen this movie no, a lot. No. I've seen this yes. movie a lot, and it's actually changed the world of cinema. Uh, without this movie, we would not have a lot of things. It was directed by the one and only Sam Raimi, who's uh, probably known to the you know regular world as the guy brought Spider-Man to live screen, um, and of course. Bruce Campbell, the star of this, is in every almost every movie he's ever made. That's his bud. He will he'll sneak. Oh, what is what is uh Sam Raimi about to do next? Uh um um Doctor Strange sequel. Oh yeah, he got it. He sure did. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting to watch. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's got some madcap stuff. And yeah. they, they said they're gonna go more horror. Why not get him? Hey, like I said, he's yeah. famous, he's famous for Spider Man, uh Drag Me to Hell, Oz, great and powerful. I mean, they gave him the keys of a bunch of stuff, and it all spawned mm-hmm. from a bunch of him and his friends making a shitty movie in the woods. Evil Dead <laughs> 1 was made on no budget. <laughs> no budget at all, and they pulled it off, and then, uh, who was it that watched it and got him uh, let's see. Stephen King. See, Stephen, Stephen King. Stephen King. Stephen King uh, talked to the producer. De Laurentiis. Yeah. Dino, Dino De Laurentiis, uh, a producer and got funding for the sequel. Go Stephen mm-hmm. King. This the thing changed yeah. the world. And, um, it also stars the one and only Bruce Campbell. Everybody knows Bruce Campbell. Even if you don't know Bruce Campbell, have you watched sky high? Bruce Campbell's in it. Have you watched Spider-Man? Bruce Campbell is in it. Congo. He is in the first five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you watch this. The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Uh, if you watch Xena, Warrior <laughs> Princess. If you watch Hercules, yeah. Uh, yeah. he is there. He is part of your psyche, if you, if you know it or not. Bruce Campbell. And, of course, he was brought back uh, for uh, the cable show, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I think it ran three seasons, um, yeah. which was a fantastic show. It definitely captured the love. And Sam Raimi actually came back and directed a few episodes. I know he did the yeah. pilot, but I think he did a few more. Which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the rest of the cast really doesn't matter. Um, it's all about Ash, right? But uh, Annie yeah. is uh, played by Sarah Barry. Uh, her other movie, she's only made two, Chud 2. <laughs> she really chose yeah. well. Uh, Chud 2 was her other movie. Um, the guy who plays Jake is Don Hicks. He's done a bunch of low-budget stuff and TV stuff. Um, Bobby Joe, played by uh, Cassie Wesley Pavia. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, Cassie, if I'm saying your name wrong. And Bobby then, Joe <laughs> and uh, Linda was played by Denise uh, Bixler. She had a very small role in this, but it was very important. Um, well, that is what we're talking about, Evil Dead. So here is the trailer. Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. 
Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the theater of Evil Dead, comes Evil Dead 2. That was a trailer for, for Evil Dead 2, 1987. And it was a very quick minute and 35, how trailers used to be, because I didn't want to give too much away. But you get to see some basic stuff. You know, you get to see the shotgun. You get to see a little bit of the chainsaw. So it's pretty interesting. Not enough to really uh, spoil the movie. Because this movie is weird and strange and beautiful. And uh, I love Sam oh, Raimi Ford. Dude, I wish I could have seen this in a movie theater. Uh, I didn't. I did not see this in the movie theater. I saw it on VHS like everybody else. Cause it wouldn't. Well, yeah. It really I mean, wouldn't. I wish I was like in high school or something and, and could go to a theater with my friends and watch this as a new release. That would have been pretty amazing. I, I did get to see since my uh, sister worked at uh, mugs and movies in Statesville, Georgia. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, she got me tickets to see the uh, sneak preview of army of darkness. So I saw it like a full three days before it was released. I know. Oh, oh my! That was fantastic, <laughs> and I felt yeah. like the badass ass kid in the fucking universe while I went to school that week. Like, what'd you do this weekend? Huh? Just army darkness. No big deal. <laughs> uh, cool but, like that. So uh, this movie opens up with the uh, Book of the Dead, and it, it's this whole movie's practical. Digital really wasn't an option here. Uh, even the digital that existed in the eighties, I'm glad they didn't use it. And I'm not going to say that this stuff isn't outdated, but this is the first time we see their uh, stop motion animation. Um, you get to see the book fly at you. You get to see the pages being handwritten. Uh, really cool stuff for what it was and when it was. Legend has it that it was written by the Dark Ones. Necronomicon Ex Mortis. Roughly translated, Book of the Dead. served as a passageway to the evil worlds beyond. It was written long ago when the seas ran red with blood. It was this blood that was used to ink the book. And it talks about the book and how it opens up the portal to the, the deadites. And, well, I don't know if they call them deadites yet, but anyway, they will come to that. Uh, opens up for evil and demons. And if you say this incantation, it'll awaken them and bring them back to the our mortal coil, I guess. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And if you look at it, it's still lo-fi, but it's beautiful. There's something about handmade animation that just makes me happy to this day. Oh, yeah, dude. Like guerrilla filmmaking. Sure. It's, it's, I mean, but it's even, everything you've, it made you think that you could go out and do this. I mean, it's, I mean, this is still top-notch stuff. 
The miniature, yeah. the miniature works here is here. The makeup is here. Uh, I mean, this the amount of blood and what kind of devices would take to spray blood out of. You know, so much blood. So much, much blood. Fake blood. Um, uh, Kelsey, uh, this is your first time seeing it. I know we usually say this at the end, but how did you <laughs> feel? How did you feel like the visuals? Because it gives you a, a kind of a feel right at the beginning what you're about to watch. That's feel- the part that I really liked about this movie, actually, was nice. the visuals and like the cheesy special effects. I'm, I really enjoy that. It, hey. it, it almost makes it kind of even more comedic than, than it already is. Well, I mean, Sam Raimi is a huge comedy fanatic, and he's definitely a huge Three Stooges and March Brothers fan. And it shows. Yeah. And it shows it all yeah. the stuff. Like, I, uh, we discussed it earlier today at work briefly, and I told her, like, yeah, Three Stooges is a big influence. Even if you, when you finally watch Army of Darkness, which if you like this, you have to watch Army of Darkness. Um, there is a, a straight Three Stooges sketch in it. He's in a graveyard fighting these skeletons and they're doing the whole whoop, 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 and, and like poking, oh, yeah. poking each other's eyes. That's Sam Raimi, man. He loves. Okay, let's, let's go ahead and do this now. Um, Anthony, I know you've seen all three movies in the trilogy. Yeah. And, and you've seen the new show. Yeah. Ashes is Evil Dead. Kelsey, have you seen anything besides this movie? Negative. Okay. I haven't seen any of it. Okay. Tony, how, what do you think? How did, how do you rank these? Let's do this now. Oh, how I rank the Evil Dead movies? It's pretty yeah. simple. <laughs> uh, two, three, one. Um, you like uh, Army of Darkness better than the first? I, I, respect the first one and what it is yeah. um, and it it's like you said it's, it's a shoestring budget their friends got together and I respect it I'm so glad they got to, almost to do a redo yeah uh, but it's not really a remake the only reason why they didn't use footage from the first one because they didn't have the rights to the movie yeah oh, yeah yeah which is hilarious and then they lost yeah. the rights again and that's why part three is called something completely different oh yeah and it's crazy what the, the new show Ash vs. the Evil Dead is is able to use from the trilogy because of right issues. Right. They had the so, yeah, they couldn't show a lot of stuff. They just had to like talk about it. There's a lot of exposition in there. And then they did yeah. their, they did their famous like reshoots to, to make something happen. Yeah. Like with like body stand-ins and stuff, like never showing Ash's face. Like that's smart. Because they didn't have the rights to their old their own movies. But he admits that he yeah. was not very good when it comes to contracts. He just wanted the movie made no matter what. <laughs> and <laughs> it come to bite him. Uh, yeah. So, Kelsey, it's you don't really need to see the first one if, mm-hmm. you, re- if you really don't want to. It is kind of the same story. They recapped it in, in this one. A large chunk of this one is a recap of the first story, but it's still not the same first story. It's They changed things up. So... It, Evil Dead 1 is not really considered canon by most people, I don't think. But yeah. it is it is way less comedic. There's there's not much comedic stuff in it. It's mostly a horror movie. And uh-huh. they still get they still do the the same kind of effects as far as makeup goes. They try to make it scary. There's some there's some good gore shots for what they had to work yeah. with. Like there's one one scene of a uh, a heel, a foot getting stabbed that is so realistic that you're like, whoa, how did it, how did they pull that off? It's good in that respect. Um, the second one, 
is my favorite as well. Um, you should follow this up with Army of Darkness. I don't know where, if it's streaming or not. But then after that, Ash vs. the Evil Dead is the show, and it's streaming on Netflix now. And if you like this kind of storytelling, it's three, uh, three seasons of it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's and good. It's, and it's, it's thirty minutes, and and Sam Raimi pulls out all the things. Uh, Lucy Lawless shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ted Raimi shows up. All of his, all of his, and there's cameos from everybody that's ever done anything with Sam Raimi that is show up. I was waiting for Toby McGuire to show up, but he never did. I was so pissed <laughs> off. I did do a little bit of research before watching it because I know I, I come into this with way less appreciation for it than uh, you guys just because I'm so unfamiliar. Well, that's what we like genre. having you though. If not, it'd be a yeah. bunch of guys who have seen this a thousand times talking about it. It's good to have <laughs> another <laughs> viewpoint of somebody who has not danced in this, you know, in this, in this uh, sure. genre before. And uh, the main guy, his name is Bruce Campbell, right? That's yeah, the, the yeah. Main yeah. So he, the this, in this one video that I watched, he he described it as a requel, like a remake, <laughs> but also a sequel. Yep. So I kind of knew going into it, uh, you know, it was gonna be about that. But I mean, I, I did, I definitely did not watch the first one before watching this. So I, any sequel parts, I I wouldn't have caught on to. Yeah, but yeah, if, they, if if you enjoy it and you like Sam Raimi, it's good to watch the first one to know where he started and what he started yeah. with. And you look at what he's done now, like, damn, dude, killed it. He ruled yeah. the nineties, man. I mean, like I said, we've already, we've already, uh, blew him enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to mention this though. The first movie, the first evil dead, uh, you see a little bit of it in this, in evil dead too, when the tree ties the woman up, right? Right. In the first movie that happened, but it is a pretty graphic rape scene yeah it's pretty rapey by this tree yeah this tree straight up rapes her like it it shows yeah it shows the branch go up and and they they, even let out a sensual type moan it's kind of weird and then they kind of but they took it to the next level and they didn't really rape her they just kind of filled all of orifices and slammed her up against a tree. But we'll talk about that later, eventually, if we ever even talk about the movie. It opens <laughs> up. Right. Uh, but, hey, uh, it is what it is. I mean, we can shoot through this movie pretty fast because it's really a simple story. It is all about the cool things. And uh, Sam Raimi has, his, he wanted to make Ash a hero. And uh, they, they kind of do it in one, but not like this. They didn't load him up with a chainsaw hand and a shotgun and make him a fucking badass but he was smart when doing so because ash has become one of the most beloved horror characters of all times if uh you, you guys could see my office i have at least a whole wall dedicated to the evil dead toys <laughs> <laughs> uh they're all and that's the only toys i won't open all my other ones are out in display but i will not open my evil dead that'll pay for my son's uh car when i die <laughs> <laughs> I used um, to have an evil ash that I had out of the pack, and I think I have a, an ash bobblehead. But that's about it, man. I'm jealous. I mean, for the name alone, you got to have those toys. Exactly. He's got to be. Uh-huh. Oh, the, like I said, it opens up with them going to the cabin, um, and it's established they're driving, and we pass this big bridge, which, which is our first shot of the miniatures, which I want to talk about the miniature artwork, and this is fantastic. That's a lot of work that went into those miniatures. Oh, it, people always say, oh, it don't look real. No shit. 
it doesn't matter. It hits the tone yeah, and, it, and it it looks better than real. Yeah, it's just so cool to see that little car go across that fake bridge. But they didn't have the budget to do it, and this before digital effects. How else mm-hmm. are you going to do it? And he really pays homage to all those old horror movies and all those old um, action movies like uh, uh, like Clash of the Titans and um, what is it, the the Voyages of Sinbad? You know, Harry oh, yeah, H- yeah. Harry Hosen style. That. Oh, Harry Hosen, yeah, Harry Hosen stuff. Oh, and he really just throws a big shout out to Harry Hosen. <laughs> Ah, Harry Hosen, Harry Hosen. I can never say his name right. <laughs> My friend Daniel's gonna stab me because this is like his number one idol. Uh, but uh, part two, I mean part three, I guess, is really the, the skeletons when there's a fight scene straight out of straight out of uh, what Jason and Argonauts, I think it was. Oh yeah, I mean straight out. Like this is where we got it from. But anyway, they go across this bridge um, and they get there and they get in this cabin and Ash is playing piano. And Linda, whose girlfriend is, is, you know, dancing, he gives uh, Linda this necklace. It's a really cool necklace. It looks like a little, like, magnifying glass. And that necklace runs through a lot of... That always comes up in the Evil Dead series uh, in one way or another, if not mentioned or shown. Um, And they find... And we find out that he just kind of found this cabin. Like, he heard about it. He doesn't have any permission to be there. He just shows up. Like, oh, yeah, they're not here. They never come. And, of course, what you do, uh, they find a recorder. And the recorder is from the owner who's a a doctor. And he's been studying the Book of the Dead. My wife and I brought the book to this cabin where I could study it undisturbed. It was here that I began the translations. The book speaks of a spiritual presence a thing of evil that roams the forests and the dark bowers of man's domain. It is through the recitation of the book's passages that this dark spirit is given license to possess the living. Recorded here are the phonetic pronunciations of those passages. Kanda, Estrata, Amantos, Kanda. Was it Necronomicon? Ne- yeah, Necronomicon. It, I mean, it's a tongue twister for me. I have, I have to do it in slow motion. <laughs> but of course, like all horror movies, and I like to state too that uh, through time, the cabin in the woods with teens going there, this movie kind of locked it down. This is what kind of started that whole craze. And it was an easy genre. Put kids in one place, pull them away from society so they can't get help. Um, it's cheap because it's usually shot on open land with one single set. Pretty simple. And uh, Sam Raimi figured it out. A lot of people jumped on it. There's a lot oh. of cabin. And then there's a movie come out pretty recently in consideration of this uh, called Cabin in the Woods who make fun of all these <laughs> tropes that this movie began. Yeah. That's how significant Sam Raimi is to the horror movie genre. They made a movie called Cabin in the Woods. It definitely referenced this film. They even did a remake recently of The Evil Dead. What What do you think of that one? I uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the the girl Levy. I can't remember her first name. Yeah. Um, but I love her as an actress. I think she's fantastic, and I wish they do another one with her. 
Uh, it paid homage to the original without even, it was like what they did with part one is what they did with part two in this one. It's like, we got a bigger yeah. budget. We're going to tell a similar story with different characters with a huge budget, but we're going to reference all the stuff you like, but we're not going to completely rip it off. Yeah. I don't know. I think with a few tweaks, it could have been its own movie. I don't think they had to tie it to the original. I agree, but you know, it's Evil dead. It's, it's riding an IP. But yeah. So anyway, they, they're in the cabin. He plays the, the tape and the tape wakes up the evil or the demon or the deadites, whatever you want to call them. I think at this point they didn't even know what it was. Uh, but uh, so there's a doc on the tape and he, he's reading the book of the dead. And then we see, which is now a huge famous scene with the camera flying through the woods with that weird noise. Oh, yeah. It is going towards the cabin. Oh, it's gorgeous. I think it was like, he's either done on like a motorcycle or ATV, whatever they had, and they put the camera on a stick and just drove through the woods. Uh-huh. Hey, it is what it is, man. I love it. Um, like you said, got it. Yeah, uh, there's there's lots of, of stuff like that in this movie. Um, moving cameras or uh, Dutch angles. Oh, we're God, still so many Dutch. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and. It, it did a lot of things for horror movies that you didn't see done in horror movies before this. It it's just really innovative. So they read the words and even wakes up, goes through and poor Linda. And what's I like about this movie is it doesn't waste any time. Three minutes in the film and we're in. Uh, Linda gets snatched out. Uh, Ash goes looking for. Her. And uh, I think, and I think it's real cool how, those two characters are torn apart so fast. Like Linda doesn't matter. She is only the MacGuffin to get him out of the house. <laughs> yeah. And to tie in, and, and to tie into his, his pain. Cause I guess he loves her. He gives her necklace. He plays piano for, her. and so Linda gets snatched. Ash goes looking for, her, and then he, she finds, he finds her and she's possessed. And the makeup is so simple, but so cool. It's the big red lips, the, the highlights on the cheek. And then the, the contact lenses, and the yeah. way he decided to make the move with the jerks, and then sometimes it just speeds it up just a notch to make it look all even more jerky. Yeah. Oh, oh so gore. It's such an easy thing to do, and he, he does it. So <laughs> they're fighting. She's attacking. And Ash, of course, grabs a shovel and cuts off her head. <laughs> Sorry, well, honey. He, he is a man, and she is a woman. <laughs> and, yes, and uh, <laughs> that's what happens, remember, right? Remember that line? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm a man. You're a woman. So he buries Linda. And, you know, he just, he's sad. He just killed his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, uh, 80, it, didn't make, it didn't make me that sad. 80s and their love for women, we can, let's talk about briefly. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at 80s horror movies, women were literally just sex objects and things to kill. <laughs> Uh, we'll save one for last, but we're going to fuck up the rest of them. Yeah. And they're not. He, gonna- he, he whined a lot about this during this movie, but every girlfriend I've killed, it's like, you just move on to the next one. You know, it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's the eighties. That's what we did back then. Cocaine and kill your girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the demon finds him in the woods and he, uh, he, he tried to, <laughs> Oh yeah. Let's talk about it. And this is inconsistency of the size of this cabin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. He runs through like 
eight rooms. <laughs> and, and then behind the walls. I'm like, yeah. how big is this cabin? <laughs> this looks like one square room with like two side rooms at one time. And then later he's being chased by this demon for like oh, two dude, minutes. Crossover. Crossover. Maybe this cabin was the cabin that the old man from uh, Relic, the great grandfather <laughs> lived. This is where the original window was. And it was, it was deceptively big on the inside. Uh, deceptively big. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just like Relic where this went on forever. Now again, yeah. it, make, it makes all this sense. So Ash finally gets hit by the demon. It's a really cool scene of him being thrown through the woods. I love it. Ugh. It just looks so yeah. good. He's spinning on a device and they're just, he's on the back of his, they have a screen behind him and just beating him in the head of branches. <laughs> then he hits a tree, lands in a puddle. And it's the first time we get to see, uh, I guess, evil Ash or the, uh, the deadite version of Ash. And, and his makeup is, they, the accent is chin even more. They bring out his cheekbones and they make his eyes so inset. And then the contacts again, it's beautiful makeup. I love it. Yeah, dude. That chin is on point. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> I mean, Bruce Campbell, of all people, you need to make their chin bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. So he comes out the puddle and he's screaming, but I guess this is the end of night. So the sun comes up and it changes him back. And I love the close up of the eyeball changing colors because it was a huge, pretty big device they made to. to make the like white mist come in and out of the eyeball. It was extreme. It looked like an extreme close up. It was a pretty big prop that they just added in. You couldn't tell because it was a close up. Brilliant. Cause I was a kid. I'm like how they do that. I need to figure that out. So sunlight changes him back. Um, but then Ash sleeps the whole day away, <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the sun saved him. And then by the time he wakes up, it's night again. Like, damn, you just can't win. Um, so <laughs> And then it, it's funny too, because it looks like he's flying forever in that scene, like a minute of him just being hit in the head. But then when he stands up, he's right yeah. by the cabin, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which looks yeah, like they, the puddles there. So it looks like they did it on purpose. And he tries to leave. Of course, that's what you do when you just, you know, killed your girlfriend and got possessed by a demon. You try to get the fuck out of there. And the bridge. Yeah, that was a good, really good shot when he woke up in the puddle. His leg was in the puddle, and it kind of spiraled up from him. Yeah, that was that was good. And they use reverse uh, filming a lot with the smoke and the vines, where they film it going one way, and then, like when the sun starts coming up, they just reverse it with the smokes going back into the trees. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, so simple. Uh, so he's trying to get out, but the bridge is done, and it looks cool because it looks like bent fingers. Yeah, uh, such such cool little things. I love it so much. It's like a dead, like a dead bug leg. They just kind of <laughs> curl up, you know. That's what I thought of when I saw that that uh, mock up of that bridge. It was broken, torn asunder. So now the sun's going down again. So Ash gets chased. Um, he's driving the car. Uh, I guess he crashes the car, of course. And he and into- <laughs> uh, well, did you Ash? back the cabin <laughs> uh, that wait that car oh yeah let's talk the about way. the car that car is is actually uh what was it sam Raimi's or or bruce campbell's car i do believe it was Raimi's. do not quote me on that yeah i think it was Raimi's car and it was used in many productions oh it's in, he's it's in spider-man 
And uh, Ash drives it in the new show as well. Is it the same, same car? Is it the same car or is it the same model? I think model? it's the same car. Man, that thing's been around for 30, 40 years now. Oh, dude, if you if you get as famous as somebody like Sam Raimi and you have that money, you probably keep up that classic car you had when you were young. That'd be uh, pretty sweet. So this is this is where I guess Ash goes back in. The, this is where the big scene comes in, where it chases him through the cabin that lasts forever. But he hides in the demon leaves. And then we get to uh, meet Annie and the blind guy. I didn't even write his name down. He's not important at all. <laughs> he, has, <laughs> he has no purpose in this film at all. He, he's just there, and then he's not. <laughs> What's that character's name? I didn't write it down. Ed? Is it is it Ed? Poor Ed. That's uh, right. I, I, I've watched his movie a thousand times. I've never given enough care to learn his name. I know everybody <laughs> else's. You know what I'm saying? I know Frank. Yeah. I know Ash. I know Annie. And then the blonde guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all saying. you need to know. That's all you need to know. I mean, he doesn't do anything. He just says a couple lines and then gets killed. <laughs> but everybody, there's always that <laughs> one person in the movies. Um, so... Uh, we get to see them land. Uh, they're on, they're on the way. They found this the pages to the book that her dad was trying to decipher, and they're on the way back to the cabin to show her dad the new pages. And that's all you need to know about that scene. That's pretty much it. So they get on their way to the cabin. Meanwhile, Ash is fighting for his life. Uh, this is where it gets, I won't say weird. This movie's just weird, period. So Ash is, yeah. Ash is in the cabin. He goes into the room and the piano starts playing the song he was playing for her earlier. A, a quick callback. And he begins to cry and he's all, all, all upset. And then the, here's the stop motion beauty again. The Linda Dance of the Dead. Where she's... <laughs> and she even does that weird stripper scene. Like stripper grind on the tree stump. Oh, so weird. <laughs> oh no, dude. It's weird. But it's also really admirable. Because that the 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 dancing motion and the animation of that stop motion, it was kind of nailing it. Like as far as body movement, it didn't look like some of the earlier stop motion. It looked capable. Like if it had been outfitted like a real human, it would have been damn close <laughs> to yeah. looking real. And that's the only thing that's funny is like, I think they were shooting the film and the animation simultaneously. So they don't always look alike. <laughs> yeah. Especially like uh, later when we meet Henrietta, when her, when she does her, when she does her transformations and then it shows the, 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 uh, animatronic or puppet, uh, pieces, they don't look anything alike. <laughs> they never have <laughs> and they never will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. He sees the body dancing, and it's really creepy. Uh, so, Kelsey, what do you think about them using the animation style in this and those pieces? Since you're from the new I generation, mean, I want to know what you think about this animation style. Well, it's obviously way different than what is used now. But I think that's just, it's just part of this film, you know, and, and this, in this time period. And it makes it... It makes it even better to me. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, it's really good. I, I love when she spins and her head stays still. <laughs> and then she there stops. Was one, oh, yeah. One part that I remember to mark down because I laughed out loud. I think it was when the girlfriend at the beginning was first like getting, I don't know, possessed or whatever. Um, it looked like a straight up Barbie doll. Just 
out there. Like they had used like a Barbie. Doll oh yeah. To, the, uh, yep. It looked her the body shape and the long legs. Totally. Yeah. I, I've thought that since I've seen it, like what? That's not her legs. That's eh, whatever. But they made the face look similar to her, which is pretty good for this. But she disappears yeah, yeah. after she dances. and she reappears in the window. Yeah, dude, there's something about this kind of uh, effects that take you to a different place. Like, if it looked really realistic and they did the things that they did, it would just be another movie. But when they have this creative way of doing something, even if it looks cheesy and not real, they're creating a mythos. They're, They're creating the world where stuff like this happens. And I like that even more than a realistic I mean, world. And, and some people love this so much. They bring it into uh modern day versions, like a uh, life aquatic, for instance, the fish are yeah. not real looking at all on purpose. Yeah. Anderson exactly. did, and did that. On, he, well, he does that in everything. Um, what was the hotel one? Uh, oh yeah. 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 And I know what the, you mean. Yeah. But all he, oh, he does miniatures and he wants you to know they're miniatures. Yeah, he's not like him, and even um, uh, Michelle Gundry also does this a lot. Um, He did the science of sleep and um, uh, be kind, rewind. Oh yeah, yeah, he he, yeah, he He does a lot of this kind of stuff too. They'll have this situation these people are in, and it's obviously fake animation, but it's imaginative and it it creates a. A, a fun world. Yeah, yeah very it, it creates a fun place to be. I mean, Wes Anderson in every one of his films. I mean, even look at the, uh, Fantastic Fox. Have you ever seen any Wes Anderson films oh, there, yeah. Kelsey? What? They're right down your alley. I don't even know how. Name you, some more. The Royal Bombs. Rushmore. Yep. Rushmore. <laughs> um, Grand Budapest Hotel, right? Oh, yeah. I think I did see that. Yeah, that's yeah. him. That was up for an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of his films are. <laughs> like not long ago. And right. he did he did Life Aquatic too, right? Yeah, he did Life Aquatic. Yeah, uh, watch like watch Life Aquatic. You like Bill Murray? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch well, Life Aquatic. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. That'll get you into Will, West Willem Dafoe stole right. that movie. I mean, yeah, by far. Yeah, Willem Dafoe steals every movie. We always talk about him. Willem Dafoe, we love you. Please come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> So we think it's a dream sequence at first. He's in this chair and then Linda's head falls into his lap. <laughs> and I, this was my first joke as a kid. Like, look, he got a head job or, you know, he, he's getting head. And I thought it was so funny. It was so stupid. <laughs> but she bites his hand and I love that. He's just running around this beating shit with the fucking <laughs> little blood splatters everywhere. He's just shaking. And you hear it. It's like, <laughs> I love it. It luck. And, the, <laughs> and Raimi loves sound effects. Yeah. Everything has a sound effect. Every movement. Even the hand. Yeah. It's like a little voice. But uh, yeah. Ash's hand is, is getting bent. He finally just was able, is able to free his hand from Linda's, from Linda's clutches. And then what else do you do? He's got to get rid of his head, right? It's, and, it, and it hurt him. And he's pissed. He wants revenge. I love how he f- flip-flops from, oh, I lost my love, to, bitch, you got to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real quick. And, uh. I guess he's just like, I, and this is a great line. And the line's so great that uh, when Bruce Campbell was out and he, uh, who was he meeting? 
Uh, I should have wrote it down. <laughs> oh, it was Kurt Russell because Bruce Campbell's also in um, uh, Escape, Escape from, from New L- York. Is it New York? No, L.A. Oh, LA, LA. L.A. He's a, he makes an appearance in Escape from L.A. And the first thing Kurt Russell said to him was this line. <laughs> Work shed. That's the first thing he said when he saw Bruce Campbell. Because he looks at the head and he goes, Work shed. And he goes. <laughs> they said at one point he said that you hear the audio, but you don't see his mouth move. I read that somewhere too. Yeah, because, well, they had very, very, very bad audio when they recorded mm-hmm. it originally because, you know, low budget. And they had to go and re-record that line. So it doesn't mm-hmm. quite sync there, but no one cares. <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. Again, <laughs> uh, almost intentional. So he goes to work. <laughs> yeah, he goes to the work shed. And he puts the head in like this little turn vice. <laughs> and at first she's all evil, like, ah, I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. And then, and then when he goes and ties her up and gets the chainsaw out, she becomes Linda again. Like, Ash, help me! What's going on? turns back to the demon bitch and he pulls out a chainsaw and cuts her head open and then I love how they do it because they don't show the actual destruction of Linda head they go back and they mm-hmm. show shadows and lights and you see the blood the splattering on things yeah yeah awesome. I remember being like I'm surprised they're not showing that being cut in half right now oh they're just giving you a false sense of, sense of hope <laughs> let, let me let me picture it in my own mind how yes. bad it would have been <laughs> so yeah, I mean we we don't even know what got cut from this movie. There's so much deleted material. Some of it is on YouTube. Um yeah, and I keep reading things that say some of it may have never even been recovered. Um I saw I watched a couple of scenes. I saw evil Ash eat a squirrel in the forest. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was walking through the forest looking for uh Linda or looking for uh What's her name? And uh, he just walked up to a squirrel and picked it up and ate it. And then went back to looking for her. I was like, I can see where they, why they got cut. All right. A little side note. Um, all you uh, Friday 13th fans, there's some big news that broke today or yesterday. Uh, there's always been uh, Friday 13th part two. There's always been rumors that it got destroyed by the ratings board. This ripped apart. And they took everything cool of it out, and then all copies have never been found. Well, one of the guys that worked on the film actually took the original cut before editing and put it on VHS, and it's been rediscovered. All, oh, right on. All of the original kills are on it. There's a guy I read the article hey. about. He saw it. He said that everything is at least 30, to a, 30 seconds to a minute longer. Wow. Watch when you're ripping somebody. So that... So that uh, so that VHS is the only quality we have left. They can't make a 
a restoration, I guess, of uh, a complete cut without it looking. No, they're going to. They're, 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 right? I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to take that and digitalize it the best they can, and repair it, and um, they're going to release it as an '80s VHS version on a disc. Right on. It's going to be as pretty as they can make it. And it's my Screen Factory, I believe, who's done some amazing restorations. And I've also heard, I think they, I can't remember who, but somebody else has got a hold of the movie called The Kindred, which I saw when I was a kid and I loved it. And the only way you can find it now is a VHS rip on uh, YouTube. It it took me back. I watched it recently. I felt like a 10-year-old watching it because it's got the square. It's even got the uh, VHS lines and the little blurps at the bottom where the tapes are bent. Whoever Aww. ripped it, yeah, it's just, so if you like the Kindred, go check it out. But anyway, off on it. They found the footage. It's going to be coming out on Scream Factory, and I cannot wait. I will purchase it. Friday 13th Part 2 is a pretty dope movie. It's the first time we actually get the real killer Jason. First one is his mom. Yeah. Second one, I mean, three fell off the rails. Four is good. <laughs> but anyway, Scream Factory, we'll look for it. Friday 13th Part 2. The complete thing is real, and I can't wait to see it. But enough of that. Where was I? Workshed head, shadow killing, back to cabin. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Ash now has, uh, he has the shotgun and the chainsaw. Oh, I love that scene too. Later when he gets the chainsaw, and oh, well, we're not there yet, are we? But he has both of those yeah. things. <laughs> and here's another cool scene. Here's a, and this is Sam Raimi just being awesome. Where Ash is talking to himself. It's like, I'm fine. I'm okay. You are not. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. We just cut up our girlfriend with a chainsaw. Does that sound fine? <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his reflections talking back to him and I also have Dude. to at this point I want to spot this, say this right now Evil Dead would not exist without Bruce Campbell no I mean how many other people could pull this shit off like you're going to talk to yourself you're going to beat yourself up several times oh dude dude when we're we're kind of there already, but his hand is starting to do its own thing and starting to choke him out and beat him up. There's one point where he's beating himself up in the kitchen and grabbing plates and, and smashing them over his head. Then he grabs his own head and, and flips himself over. Like <laughs> that kind of physical comedy is not seen very often anymore, especially. I mean, but look, look, like I said, he likes the old stuff. I mean, the, busted- yeah. I mean, the Buster Keaton and all those, those uh, Sam Raimi loves the old comedy, the three stooges, Buster Keaton, uh, mm-hmm. the Marx brothers. That's, that's where Sam Raimi got his humor and it shows God, it shows <laughs> like how many oh, times yeah. do the three stooges, like, uh, get plates broke over their heads or do some crazy flips off of a building or something. It, it just happened. Yeah. And, and, and what, that's what's so cool. And Quentin Tarantino does this too. Things you loved as a youth, you just take pieces of it, put it together, and make it your own. I think Sam yeah. Raimi and Quentin Tarantino has mastered this art. 
<laughs> yep. I mean, because uh, Quentin Tarantino's like, you know what? I like westerns. I like kung fu films. I like revenge films. Um, let me put them all together, and uh, we're gonna do Kill Bill. But I got too much script. Let's make it into two separate pieces. But two of, but each of them is gonna feel completely different, but, but continue the same story. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, ah. that's good. Speaking of westerns, did, um, I don't think I've seen it since it came out. But Sam Raimi's western, quick and, was it Quick and the Dead? Uh, quick and the Dead, starring Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yeah, and who else was in that? Um, uh, the guy from was, Aliens, guy Ankleson, Leo DiCaprio. Leo, Leo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. That was one of his big. Yeah, he was the boy. Yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. Does it hold up, or have you seen it recently? I, I've seen it probably within the next two years. Uh, I saw it within two years ago. Um, it showed up on HBO, uh, and I just watched it. I thought it was okay. cool. Um, Lance, Lance, okay. Lance Hankerson. Hankerson. Uh, Hendrickson. I can't remember his name. The guy from, uh-huh. he's from uh, Pumpkinhead and Aliens. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I, I've been wondering about that one, about if, if I should go revisit that movie. Uh, quick and dead. I, like I, I think it's worth seeing. Yeah. Go Okay, so we go back to Annie. Annie is traveling. The bridge is out. She don't know what to do. And we run into Jack and Bobby Joe. And I like to stay out right now that uh, Bobby Joe was probably one of my first like movie crushes for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I, Bobby Joe was, I, I, I just thought she was the hottest girl ever for some reason when I was a kid. I don't, wow. there's no, I don't know why. I did something about her accent. I, I, I was never liked to chew in tobacco scene, but everything else was cool. Yeah. That, nah, don't lie, man. The That's guy's good. girl. That's your fetish. And know. The, the thing that's always, always bugged me is like, she's way too hot to be with Jack. Like, what the fuck was she thinking? That redneck, crooked tooth motherfucker. What? Yeah. <laughs> but she was rude and crude. Now, I guess into redneck dudes. And <laughs> lewd, crude, and into redneck dudes. Damn. It right. needs to be a bumper sticker. Probably is. Uh, so uh, they can't. They're like, oh, we need to get this cabin. Jack's like, yeah, I'm sorry, it's it's, it's uh, not there. The bridge is down, but I do no way. It's going to cost you some money, and she agreed to it. It's like a hundred bucks, but you have to carry my bags. He looks in the back seat, and there's only like a, a picture frame and a little like satchel. He's like, oh, I got this, and she has like a shit ton of luggage. He has to run through the woods. Very I got, good. <laughs> a goddamn uh, treasure chest. <laughs> He's carrying like a, a foot locker. <laughs> As we already briefly talked about Ash uh getting his ass kicked by his by himself with his the hand. We go back and, <laughs> and his hands his hands beating him with the dishes and he gets knocked out. And then I love the scene and I've always loved it, where the hand grabs the floor and pulls Ash towards the cleaver. I love it. I don't know why. It's like, yeah. and then it's like making these weird sound effects. Oh, yeah. it, it, Sam mm-hmm. Raimi has no has effects, mm-hmm. and he has noises. Everything has a noise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seems pissed off, like it has to drag him. It's upset. <laughs> it has to drag him to kill yeah. him. Like it, like it's inconvenient. <laughs> so he's dragging him to the cleaver, and Ash, you know, surprise, stabs the, the hand. 
and he becomes crazy and maniacal. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm not going to quote every line in this movie. So anyway, he says, who's laughing now? But anyway, we'll continue. <laughs> so, we, so he's fighting the hand, stabs the hand, and then the chainsaw scene, which is very famous. it off and he's screaming the whole time who's laughing now <laughs> and the blood shooting up in his face uh i don't remember there was actually uh, a number of how much blood was used in this film it was several thousand gallons <laughs> oh i thought it was like 300 gallons or something oh is it 300 gallons yeah i just have written in my notes that must have been fun to shoot or it must have been fun to clean up <laughs> yeah oh yeah I dude how many, i wonder how many takes they did for that not many with a but when you have a low budget <laughs> as long as the device One works. Yeah, dude, this is why I love uh uh Peter Jackson's uh bad taste. Brain brain dead, no, uh Dead Alive. His Dead Alive, aka Brain Dead. I love that movie and you can tell that it was heavily influenced by Evil Dead too. Yeah. Um it's it's comedy horror and it it's zany and goofy, but the zaniness is taken to the nth degree. Like you got kung fu priests and, I can and ask zomb- for the zombie babies. Yeah. It it's absolutely nuts. And it wouldn't have happened without Sam Raimi. And, if, and it uses- we, we might not even have Lord of the Rings without <laughs> Sam Raimi's Evil Dead too, and it's zero to hero. I mean, you have this guy who's awkward who ends up strapping a device to him and becoming this super killer. Yeah, just like Ash does the same transformation. He becomes a scared, meek person. I wouldn't ever call him weak. No, but he seems soft spoken at first, and that all changes by the end. <laughs> so he just cuts he's off his hand. He's been through some shit. <laughs> um. Oh, this is another thing I got. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, he cuts off his hand. He puts a little bucket over it, and it's awesome because the book he puts on it is "Farewell to Arms." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love jokes like that. And he tapes up the hand, and the hand escapes, and it's, it's making all these noises. And we have the same, you know, crazy animation. And this is also very slapsticky. The hands are moving around and making noises and, and laughing at him and shooting birds. He's firing holes into the wall, trying to get it. And he shoots one hole and it. He thinks he's got it because a little trickle of blood comes out. And this is when we get the uh, first burst. Like he goes up to it and it's, it just drenches him. And I always find it interesting. And uh, because, uh, the bullet all comes out red and it hits him on the face. And then they use the reverse film again and it sucks out. But now it's all black. 
Yeah. But they, they keep it in because he has black stuff on his face and his hair is just still covered in the red blood. And I always loved that. I always loved the contrast. I, I thought that was so brilliant as a kid. There's got to be a reason yeah. behind it, but I really think it was clever. Yeah, there is a there is a reason behind it. They um, there's this weird rule about blood in movies, and they were trying to avoid an X rating by changing the color of the blood. You see, some of the blood later is green. Yeah, uh, that the comes out. Yeah, and uh, um, a lot of the deleted scenes had other scenes where there were even different color bloods, blue and, and all kinds of things. And I think they were just doing that the same way that, that uh, Tarantino and Kill Bill, how he went black and white for that one scene where um, she takes out the whole uh, army of people at uh, Oren Rishi's place. They just they they made it go black and white because there was so much blood. It's easy, the, but, yeah, but it's not a big deal as long as the blood's not red and it looks too real. So I think that's what they were going for. And that's another reason why Tarantino uses really like panty look fake blood sometimes. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I get it. Uh, so, <laughs> and this is after he goes and gets blood. This is probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie where the house starts laughing at him and with him at the same time. And that and the lamp sounds like Popeye. <laughs> and the deer's laughing and everybody's laughing. And he mm-hmm. and he starts like a little kid's like bouncing up and down with them, like as they move. And the rigging in that room is mind blowing. The amount of wires and people hiding behind walls, moving shit, hands and deers, this blows my mind. When you go back and watch the scene, or if you ever watch it again. Step back and look at everything moving practically in that room at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's some shit to pull off. That's a lot of shit to pull off. Very impressive. Very. For, and the scene probably lasts, what, two minutes? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, if that, it's if, crazy. If, if that long. I mean, that blows my mind. I, I love practical effects. I always will. And Ash starts losing it. <laughs> and then he hears a noise at the door. Bam. He goes to it, and Annie and and her group shows up, and she thinks. I mean, he's covered in blood, and he has a chainsaw. And I love the the very picturesque look at the chainsaw. It's leaned against the wall. It looks like a sales ad almost. It's absolutely shiny and clean with this little beautifully set puddle of blood underneath it. Yeah, it's like chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he should be covered in blood, but he intentionally did it to make it look like that, like. Uh huh. And which uh, this little pieces, it's like a joke almost. Like, you know, there's a chainsaw mm-hmm. and it's perfectly clean and there's blood. So he killed the parents. It's hard to explain, but I love it. And so they get in a big fight and they end up beating Ash's ass. 
and they, they get tackled down. I think Frank takes you down, and they think they killed the parents. They put Ash in the basement, and now, and I love this reveal. I think it's very clever. So Annie listens to the tape that he was listening to earlier, and <laughs> it talks about how Henrietta, her mom, turned, and, he, and Ash is still kind of coming back out of it. And it's like, Henrietta turned, and I had to get rid of her, and I, I buried her in the in the dirt ground of the, the fruit cellar. Of the fruit cellar, and Ash can hear it. <laughs> Henrietta is dead. I could not bring myself to dismember her corpse. But I dragged her down the steps. buried her in the cellar. God help me, I buried her in the earthen floor of the fruit cellar. What the hell was that? Somebody's down there with him. Ash is aware of everything happening and he's locked down there. And then, of course, Henrietta wakes up and attacks Ash. Which is, and then I love the scene where he's running up the stairs and <laughs> it, yeah. it pulls him through. I mean, it's just beautiful and it's very comedic and horrific at the same time. And I love how he can turn the gauge so easily. Like something can be so mm-hmm. funny and then all of a sudden it's creepy. And I, I, I don't know how people can pull that off. I, re- I respect anybody yeah. who can do that into a genre. I'm um, like Cabin in the Woods did it recently a lot. Like sometimes it was terrifying and then it was just funny as hell. Like when the guy gets eaten by the mermaid or merman. Yeah. That joke was set up at the beginning and then it's nailed it at the end. And this is also the first time uh, when it, he gets attacked, we hear the famous line Swallow your soul. Which is probably one of the mes- most well-known horror movie lines of all times. Uh, uh, let's see. What can I think of some better ones? Um, I have such sights to show you. Yeah, uh, Hellraiser. You're, you're all my children now. Um, <clears throat> swallow your soul and groovy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you forgot. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's been you so many times. Are you doing a child play bitch or a Freddy Krueger bitch? <laughs> I, was, I was going for the Freddy Krueger bitch. Because uh, Fre- because Chucky does the same thing. Yeah. Fucking bitch. <laughs> he says fucking bitch, so I get it. All right, we'll move on. Kelsey's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about, and I fucking hate you. Let's get to this movie so I can go to bed, you fucking assholes. I can, hear, I can hear it in her fucking voice. Stop talking about your childhood, motherfuckers. I'm like, I'm like 19 here. I've only seen like... Rugrats, so shut up and move on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Rugrats the scariest thing they ever solved. Did you see that guy's teeth? Freaked me out as a kid. Reptar ain't no joke. Reptar. <laughs> Angelica. Anyway. Angelica. Any wrong thing. Eliza. <laughs> and Peggy. Uh, I. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I was about to go into the wild thornberries, but we'll we'll move on. Uh, Ooh, yes. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta say, it's Tim Curry, and now we're all to the next thing. 
So, uh-huh. <laughs> he, <laughs> saw your soul. Um, she charges. Ash gets out. And and uh, Henrietta attacks the group, and they're all fighting her, and she's fucking throwing people left and right. And the stunt work is pretty cool, especially considering there probably wasn't a professional stuntman in the whole group. They don't. Yeah. If you look at the credits, there's a bunch of people called shimps. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, what a shimp is, a shimp is somebody standing in for somebody else or replacing them to do a stunt when the, the actor cannot do it. So is this named after Shimp? It sure is. It sure is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But yeah, you look at the was, credits. He stood in for Curly. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of shimping going on here. Uh, <laughs> a whole lot of shimping going on. A whole lot of shimping going on. And if you, if you, and I've seen this movie a million times. If you really look at these scenes, you can see the people change. <laughs> Body size yeah. and height. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably just like the sound guy, like, hey, John, come over here. We're going to throw you to a table. Uh-huh. Uh, and, they, and, they, and they're all just credited as shimps, which is very interesting. It's just like, uh, this is another stupid thing, and we'll move on. Sorry, Kelsey. Uh, like the shape. The shape was what was in the, the titles for Halloween, not Michael Myers. He was only known as the shape. Oh, wow. Interesting. I like those movies. Of course. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't wait for Halloween kills. I'm so cliche. I'm <laughs> so cliche. Uh, so, and this is another one of my, there's so many favorite scenes. So they get Henry back in there. She's trying to get out and Ash starts stomping on the fucking thing, like stomping on the door. Her head gets crushed and his eyeball flies. And it's very fake and cartoony. Uh-huh. And goes right into into uh, Bobby Joe's mouth. <laughs> and she doesn't <laughs> spit it out. She just swallows it. And they have the weirdest gulp sound. Like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, and, and I always think to myself, I would, uh, these actors get these scripts, especially these low budgets. They just take whatever. So he's like, yeah, I'll be in this movie. It's like, oh, let, let's read this thing. Okay. Um, I'm I'm dating this ugly redneck dude. All right, that's cool. Fine. Um, I have to swallow an eyeball. Well, that sucks. Oh, I get <laughs> like molested by a tree and then drug into a tree trunk. Oh, that wow. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> she hasn't done much after this. So they lock her in the cellar. And then we see the demon approaches again. And then Ash has a really cool speech, which we'll put in right here. There's something out there. That witch in the cellar is only part of it. It lives out in those woods. In the dark. Something. Something that's come back from the dead. And and this is when the it changes. Uh, this is when the creepiness comes in. Because we know that she's a monster, and we know that Henrietta is the mother of Annie. And to escape, she changes. And we saw um, Linda do this to Ash when she was put into the head vice. Where she goes, mm-hmm. oh, Ash, please. But this is cool because she goes, attacks the childhood connection. She starts talking to Linda about childhood memories and about singing songs. And they start singing Hush Little Baby, right? 
And I think it's cool how Linda, not Linda, Annie, thinks about it for a second. Like, my mom's in there somewhere. Yeah. And we all know. Oh, yeah. They use this a lot in the new show, too. Like, everybody that dies, it's a deadite. You know, they have their little scene where they revert back to their original self and and try to convince someone to to second guess their decision to to kill them <laughs> it's always everybody always falls for it for a split second but uh not, uh, well, ash. not ash he's so used to it by now and then we get yeah. uh and then the camera turns around and blondie has turned and, and he's got this long and gated face and the huge eyes and the eyebrows are all up very cartoony um there, yeah. used, there used to be an old uh puppeteer used to do like uh the um used to do videos for like Phil Collins. And this this reminds me of those old puppets, the big extravagant faces. Uh huh. But anyway. a lot of eighties movies did this. They will have these beautiful, beautiful models of these monster faces and heads, but they're, they're static. <laughs> they just don't move. They just hold the same expression on their face and it's, it's goofy and all, but and and impressive, and it makes for really good pictures. But when you see it in video, and they're just walking around and never change the expression, it's kind of a, a budget is a budget, man. Um, yeah. So and he does the the demon speech. Uh, we're talking about no, we're all gonna come. We're gonna take your souls. And this is the other famous line. This movie's got several. I mean, the you can just quote Evil Dead movies all day long, but this is where we first hit here, Dead by Dawn. We are the things that were and shall be again. <laughs> Stats of the book. We want what is yours. Life. <laughs> Dead by dawn. 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 Dead by great. Great shit. Dead by dawn. <laughs> uh, and then everybody gets attacked. Everybody's fighting. Attacks Bobby Joe. Then Ash runs away and gets an axe and then kills Blondie. I mean, and that's an awesome scene. We're just, and this is the green blood. And after they kill Blondie's ass, uh, what's the name? Jack notices that A, the trail's gone. And is this when Bobby Joe just takes off? No, no, this is later. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, to kill Blondie, the trail's gone. The highest, and this is another thing. Here's a perfect example of sound, sound effects. The house gets quiet, and then we hear creaking. And the creaking matches the camera movements, and the head turns. Ah, love it. And he does, he like, and he does that again in Dark Man. I don't know if you guys ever seen that. He does a very similar scene. Yeah. Um, so the door opens, and nobody wants to go in. <laughs> But Ash and Annie decide, oh, we'll go check it out. And there's not really anything in there. Then Bobby and Jake enter, and then we hear more noises. And this is when we see the uh, apparition of the doc saying, oh, no, you know, I'm doomed. Read the pages. Save my soul. And then, the, uh, which, I, and I know it's outdated, but this the way they warp that face. And it's a super, they superimpose it on the film. It's still gorgeous to me. I mean, it's so simple. Uh, the, the dad floating in space kind of thing with the warping. I don't, uh, I don't know if it's because I, 
so I was a kid and thought it was cool, or I just still think it's cool. Like it still it still works. A lot of stuff still works. And I think it, that, yeah, within the world that they created, it totally works. Just like all the effects on all the fantasies we saw when we were little, never ending story, like all that stuff works because they created a world in which they make you believe it works. Uh, and then and after all this stuff, he's like salvation in the pages. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Bobby Joe's like, Jake, why are you stop? Why are you holding my hand? Why are you squeezing my hand? <laughs> Look down, <laughs> and Ash's demon hand is returned. <laughs> so Bobby Bobby Joe freaks out, and then runs away. And it shows her run through the woods, and we see the trees coming alive, and then the vines. And this is a pretty rough scene. And you're right; the first one's a lot rougher, but they still capture, like the way the vines are going into her mouth. And rip her clothes yeah. off. But the other one straight shows up going up her legs. It's really creepy. Um, but you know she's being violated and all of her. And they and this is another reverse. They wrap her up in vines and then they had to pull them off of her. And this played them reverse. And it's, it, but it plays. It plays really well. And I love the... I can't... Oh, go ahead. I love the close-up of her eye. And I love it. It is... It's a It's a shot. It's, it's, it's canted to the side. Uh, a Dutch angle. And it's kind of zoomed in. And her eye... You hear her mumble screaming because her mouth's full and her eye is jerking up left and around this uncomfortably in pain. And you can see it all through her eye. And I think that's a beautiful shot. It's a real close up yeah. of it. She's just, her eyes just twitching. And she's looking around trying to figure out what's going on. Such a simple idea. Mm-hmm. And it just plays so well. Oh, oh yeah. Beautiful. Now, I can't remember uh, with the new Evil Dead remake. Did they have a tree? Oh, yeah. Scene? And that's a straight rape scene in that one. They they pull is her really, they pull her up I and thought, it goes right up. It's bad. It is it. A lot of people complained about it and said it was a little too much. I was yeah. not one of those people. I think the worst effect in that movie that people freaked out enough is the razor knife in the tongue. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And it's gorgeous. It is a beautiful, beautiful effect. Yeah, uh, I respect that movie for what it was. Uh, I just didn't see why it needed to be Evil Dead. Could have just been a cabin in the woods movie. Uh, so they break the frame. The pages come out, um, and Jake wants to go look for Bobby Joe. And he gets a hold of the shotgun, and he makes Ash and uh, Annie go look for Bobby Joe. And I have to say that the guy that plays Jake does a really good job. I mean, I like him. He plays a redneck, but he looks really mm-hmm. like emotion into it. And he's actually been a pretty prolific background actor and a lot of stuff. He has a lot of TV and movie credits. Uh, I didn't write them all down, but he's done quite well. And I think I see why he does a really good job in this film at all. If nothing else, I'd like to see some more stuff from old Jakey Pooh. Um, but anyway, he gets a shotgun. <laughs> uh, I do. And I've done this before. I've looked up, like I've seen a side actor in several movies and I will look them up and try to find more movies with them. I do it quite often. <laughs> yeah. Especially Jakey Pooh. Jakey Poo. Uh, so they go, <laughs> they go outside um, and, and, and the dumbass is in, in the middle of a, a evil demon attack, starts yelling for, for Bobby Joe. <laughs> and we see, <laughs> uh, you know, why not? And uh, the evil approaches uh, the flying camera once again. And then Ash becomes possessed and throws the fuck out of Jake. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Once again, I love that makeup. I want to say that again. Uh, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. 
So Ash throws Jake. Then Ann gets back into the house, and you see Ash like running around trying to get in and doing that same uh, deadite body jerking, which is hilarious because you know they added all those monster effects, all the voice effects. Um, there's actually behind the footage I saw, and it's Ash walking around the house. He's like going, we all about that. <laughs> so Bruce Campbell's just making all these weird fucking noises like and of course they change the monster sounds but it's fucking hilarious yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have kept those I think it would have been more effective so Anne gets a knife and she's just trying to survive and there's a noise at the door. The door opens up. She stabs it, thinking it's Ash, and it's Jake. Old Jakey Poo gets stabbed. <laughs> old Jakey Poo, no. And this, and Ash is coming around the house to get in. And here is another slapstick moment. She's trying to shut the door. And he's he's only torso in, like his his ribs to his hand to his head is in, and that's it. She's trying to close the door. She pushes a couple of times. He's screaming. <laughs> He's got this knife stabbing in him, and he's just screaming. And I, and I think I also want to point out how this knife becomes so important later in this in this movie series. But in this movie, it's nothing. It's like a prop knife. <laughs> <laughs> that knife actually becomes very important in the TV series. Oh yeah. But and this is so anyway. She's trying to close. Mm. She pulls him, and his feet are still in. She closes his feet, and he's screaming. And well, I'm so Jakey Poo is definitely in pain. Um, I think you have to just respect how you can have a movie where you can get raped and destroyed by a tree and then go straight into slapstick <laughs> comedy 10 seconds later. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's a fine that, line, there's a fine yeah. line, but it's so absurd you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then they pull out a knife and then she's dragging Jake through the house. <laughs> and where does she sit, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> she puts his ass right in front of Henrietta's door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we have to mention too that, uh, I forgot this. Jake did throw the pages down before he made them go on the nature walk. That comes into play next. So, She's dragging him out. And she, she lays him right by the door. And Henrietta, uh, it's like a delivery service. It was <coughs> it was DoorDash before DoorDash existed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She just drops it there like, boom, here you go, bitches. Here, here's Jake on a platter. And then here's another big blood scene. So Ash finally uh, gets in and throws Anne. And while he's approaching, he finds the necklace that he left, he, he gave to his girl, and then he changes back. And I love this, too. And, and Anne don't give a fuck. <laughs> she don't trust it. She's just swinging the axe at him. It's like, no, it's, I'm good. Everything's fine. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm good now. I'm good. And she's still trying to fucking beat his ass. And then right when he thinks he calms her down, he leans against the wall, and then she swings one more time at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, chick, I'm good. Everything's fine. And then uh, they go to the shed. And this is where we get our action uh, montage. Where things are moving and you have action music playing. 
and builds a chainsaw hand, grabs a gun, takes a chainsaw, and then after it's all cut and loads everything up, yeah, iconic. Oh, very iconic. And uh, I mean, he's got so many lines. He'll do dude is <laughs> dude is resourceful as oh as fuck. So all, <laughs> so we're saying that all the trees are coming out. Um, they got to get in the cellar, get those things now. So he uses his chainsaw, cuts through, cuts, go jumps down there, and, and Ash is starting to find the pages as we you know get along. He gets the pages to Anne. And this is Henrietta. This is the big Henrietta fan. Uh, this is the big Henrietta fight scene. So Anna, Anna approaches the cellar. And Henrietta attacks. Then Asher rises. And, <laughs> and then they have this big fight scene with punches and kicks and all this cool shit. And then uh, we have the uh, transformation. And this is a more, more stop motion animation. And this is where the animation doesn't look nothing like the puppet. <laughs> I get it. I mean, they're probably shooting it all at the same time, and what it is is what it is. But it's still beautiful. So she, and it looks like a damn ostrich, and sounds like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a monkey. It's a monkey sounding, right? Yeah. And they go and they keep fighting and keep fighting, and uh, and then she's Henrietta's actually getting the upper hand, and then Annie shows the. Henrietta's getting the upper hand, and then Annie has an idea. She starts singing the song. I guess there's enough of Henrietta still in there to kind of distract her. And then Ash just starts chopping shit off, like arms, legs, heads. And things are flying everywhere. Here's another line. And it's, the head hits the ground. Swallow your soul. Swallow your soul. Hey, I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow your soul. Swallow this. And then, of course, blows the head up. And then Anna's sad. They embrace. <laughs> then the tree starts attacking the house. And then the evil attacks. And I love the evil. That big hand tree comes in. That apparatus had to be hard to build. And then the big oh, face yeah. coming in through the... How gorgeous is that? Oh, Good, man. It's so beautiful. And it's practical. That's there. That big face is in the door. Somebody had to sculpt mold and... Slap that on some animatronic. Well, probably it was probably not slight, probably wouldn't animatronics, probably just yeah. triggers. But still, this big, huge puppet, this big hand puppet's coming through, blew my mind as a kid. Like, how the fuck? Why? <laughs> how? This is cool. What is going on? Okay. And the whole time, Anne's trying to read the passages. And I, <laughs> and, um, I, the hand uh, somehow thrust a knife in her. I don't understand the science of this. How does a hand not attach to anything produce enough pressure for someone standing up to stab him in the back? I'll never know. But I guess I'm digging too deep into the movie about trees attacking a house. But the, I just don't know. Uh, anyway, the demon hand stabs her. Uh, and then the face, uh, this is another scene. The, the face comes in and the, I guess the fear of the evil comes through Ash. You see him shake and shiver, and his hair starts turning gray, yeah. which they keep throughout the series after that, even though that's obviously spray mm-hmm. hair, and it's very bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ash turns gray, so and Anne, Anne's getting stabbed. Ash gets grabbed, 
Um, and Anne's opened is opening the portal, but it's not enough to to reject the evil. So we just think that it's over. And even you hear the demons like, "Yeah, we can't be stopped, bitches!" Ha ah. Doesn't quite say that, but that's what they're implying. Um, and then, but in her her last dying word, she finishes. She finishes and goes out on a fucking an uppercut to evil. Like, ah, maybe dying, but I'm taking you bitches with me. So she reads the pages. Ash gets sucked out. Ash goes through the portal. Ash ends up in medieval times where a winged monster attacks these knights in very bad armor. Yeah. This one guy, this one dude walks up in the helmet. There's like four inches of neck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We forgot to mention when we were looking through the pages in the beginning or near the beginning, we see a guy in blue holding up like a sword saw thing. And then later we see him fall down. I guess we should have mentioned that. It's kind of important. When he goes into there, kills the winged monster in the past, and the car flies in with him, which is very important for the next chapter. And then Ash kills it, holds up his gun like a fucking badass, and then we realize that he is the prophecy the stories we're talking about. And now Ash is stuck in the past. And that's... This movie's weird. I mean, Raimi is a weird guy. And it's cool that him and and his friend, Bruce Campbell, made this shit and made it twice and became such a phenomenon. Um, are you familiar with the Evil Dead series at all? Like, the movies, film, or anything, Kelsey? I had heard of them, but that's the extent of it. Well, now you see the uh, why they're so popular. Yeah. Um, because now, now when you go back and watch Darkman, when you go back and watch Spider-Man, uh, you'll see so many things that was born... In these early films of Sam Raimi, I mean, if you ever seen Dark Man, Dark Man, there's so much. This that was his first like transition into major films was Dark Man, and it was fantastic. And Dark Man was a superhero movie, but on the dark side before that was cool. And like, yeah, and like you said, and when, when he did Spider Man, you see a lot of this kind of stuff in Spider Man with Green Goblin and and Doc Ock and stuff. It this kind of comedy horror he. He works it in Spider-Man really well. And then uh, Drag Me to Hell, which I think is very underrated. I love Drag Me to Hell. That's when it was, that was his return to the Evil Dead feel of movies after he did yeah. Spider-Man's. And I, lo- and I love like a, the talking goat and shit. It's fucking I'm going to rewatch that. The old, lady, the old lady doing the stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, that is... Uh, that's the movie. Uh, we talked about the whole thing. Uh, if you've already, most anybody who's ever watched horror movies have seen this. It's kind of like in the top 10 of my must-see films. So you've seen it. Uh, hopefully you like our take on it, learn something. Um, so is there any trivia or anything you want to talk about before we go into ratings? Uh, we, we mentioned most of the interesting things throughout the course of this. I do want to take a, a second to... Um, expand on on my theory corner ash's theory corner here we are <laughs> uh, um, i have to make a jingle now know, thanks right? bitch okay anyway, continue so ash's jingle so, ash's jingle corner <laughs> jingle corner theory corner theory, theory ash's theory okay corner. so i'm 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 thinking this is the house Ruff. from relic the cab um <laughs> Everything right. that Ash went through is dementia. Uh, 
related <laughs> to the the materials used the, the in canter. the yeah canter the the materials used in <laughs> in the construction of the cabin right so the old man who found uh, the Necronomicon is is probably the great grandfather from Relic. Um, he ah. went crazy and imagined all these things. Uh, killed his wife. Uh, buried her in the basement. You know. <laughs> then uh, the grandmother from Relic builds a new house. They use the window. They use some of the wood. Reclaim the wood to use in the in the building of the house. That's the dementia. We just don't see all the freaky, evil, dead shit in Relic. We we see a retelling. Only she yeah. sees it. I, so, I get it. That's that's, that's what they're solid. mentioning to her. And swallow your soul, and she's like, "Oh, they'll know. They'll know." Anyway, <laughs> since uh, Kelsey, this is your first time seeing the movie. Uh, that theory seems very. Uh, it's rock. Theoretical. It's rock solid. Uh, man. Of, <laughs> rock rock solid. But Rock has COVID, so your argument oh, is mute. No. Anyway, we'll carry on. Oh, poor! Uh, he'll make it. I mean, if he Rock, if he can survive uh, Moana, Dude, he can survive. If, if he anything. doesn't make it, everybody <laughs> in this fucking country is going to be wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even the, people's pets. But anyway, Kelsey, it's your first time seeing it. Uh, let's rank this thing. Uh, one being a miserable piece of shit. Ten being the golden standard of everything cool. Where does Evil Dead 2 uh, strike you? Oh, man. Yeah, rhyming shit. I Fucking mean, rhyme master. this wasn't my favorite. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, yeah. I get it. I mean, you're not going to have the nostalgia and, we have. Yeah, I was going to say, I say that knowing that I don't have the exact appreciation um, for it since I, you know, I guess, lack of a better word, I'm uneducated in regards to, like, the other films and the history of it and everything. Um, and, you're o- and you're also a fetus, <laughs> so it's we well, <laughs> Thanks, I guess. And I've definitely just... I, I have t-shirts older than you. I've definitely just scratched on. the surface of my, like, horror film appreciation, um, and I'm way more familiar with, like, the mainstream... Uh, films from like 2010 and on so not that long obviously so not 1987 but anyway having said all of that um i did appreciate this more once i realized it was a parody requel or sequel remake whatever um because before that i was like what the fuck is going on (laughs) um and i would so i'd give this like a six out of ten like i wouldn't really watch this again but i did certainly enjoy uh, like the camera angles and just the special effects or lack thereof. Um, I really did enjoy that part. So six out of 10 for me. Well, hey, that's fine. And I think once you start rewatching some of the stuff we discussed and you realize the, the all came from yeah. this, your appreciation for will sure. go up. Like when you rewatch the spider, when you rewatch Spider-Man, like, holy shit, this is where that camera shot came from. Ash, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and ask you uh, scale one to 10. <laughs> where do you bring oh, this one? Oh man. Uh, I'm going it, to, it's not, it's not a perfect movie, but it's a damn good flick. Um, I really, the, the innovation involved in this movie, the taking these things, pulling them out of the ether to make a movie that's never been made before. Um, with yeah, no with budget. no budget, <laughs> it's gotta be respected. Um, 
struggling between a nine and a nine point five. So yeah. I'm gonna go nine point two five. Ah, uh, nine point two five. I'm glad I'll do the math <laughs> on the show. Uh, I'm gonna give this anything I give over eight is fantastic. I'm gonna give this oh damn. I'm gonna give it a nine point five or nine nine point five just because excuse me. This movie means so much to me. I mean, I this is one of those movies that shaped who I am and what I am, and that's why I don't know if you guys can see on my back wall, there's an ash uh an ash statue right behind me. Um and it's important. And actually I'm in the midst of uh making a Halloween costume by a four well, ash. And I don't know which version. Uh, I'm making my chainsaw hand as we, well, not right now, but it's in the garage. I'm working on it. Um, it's not going to, it's just going to make noises. I'm not going to have any moving chains. I could, I just don't have time to build it. I'm building stuff at work. That's what I do at work. I build and repair big creatures and stuff. Um, but I give it a nine. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is what, that is what we think about it. Kelsey, what is the rest of the world? Um, you have no mic. Sorry about that. Dogs have been barking tonight, so I've been off and on on the mic. <laughs> um, uh, that's yeah. fine. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the score was ninety-seven percent, so I'm certainly not in the norm on this, and you guys are, <laughs> um, or the majority, I guess. And then on IMDb, it was seven point eight out of ten, so still pretty good. Yeah, yeah. still pretty good, uh, especially if people. Uh, I'm going to say lack of a better word, younger, uh, try to rediscover this movie in the wrong uh, setting. It's not going to be to their right. standards. This is oh, not, dude. You know, this, is, this is this is not the conjuring. This is not Annabelle. It's a, it's a whole there different world. There are people world. listening out there that, that get where we're coming from. Definitely. Like th- oh, think yeah. back to the days of, of the video rental stores. Uh mm-hmm. I mean, but that's yeah. us. We remember VHS, but like my, my, I th- my son is the last generation to rem- is going to remember VHS. Mm-hmm. He's 21. Yeah. And that's only because he had hand me down v- VHS is given to him. We had yeah. VCR. So, so my son's generation. So Kelsey probably called the end of the VHS. Movie I, yeah. I definitely remember going to the store and picking out movies. That was, I mean, up until I was like probably about 10, 10 or 12 years old or so. I'm 28. So was it was a VHS yeah. or was it uh, uh see yeah I do remember picking up VHSs and having to rewind them and everything um but DVDs came so, very yeah. quickly after that like in my when I was probably twelve so 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 my son is twenty one is the last generation that that's gonna be because he he only got like because because when we go to video stores they'd have like Jurassic Park for a dollar yeah and he would just buy it. You know, because no one wanted VHS yeah. anymore. <laughs> they were giving they were giving yeah, that but shit back away. in the day when we rented movies, it's like uh imagine Kelsey being in high school and going into college at that age and you didn't have all these streaming services. Mm-hmm. You couldn't you you watched what was fed to you through these certain limited amount of channels. When you go to the video store, I rented this so many times because you know, I caught all the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Streets and all the tentpole uh, horror movies. I, I caught the new ones, but they were always just by the book, you know, mm-hmm. introduce this, make these kills. 
there was nothing else like this at the time. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you go to the video store and you rent this because you have this other friend that that's visiting, or you met this new friend that's never seen it before. You're going to rent it and show it to this person. And I must've seen it 50 times in college, at least. Cause you had, you had yeah, to share. You, yeah. This is one of those you well, had I to mean, share with your friends that hadn't seen it before. We, we, we watch it. Together. Oh yeah. We used to, we watch it several times back at your place. We used to go, Ash's house was the Sunday night art event. <laughs> We'd go and watch crazy movies and adult swim before it was cool. Yeah. And do art and just do mm-hmm. art things. We'd sculpt. <laughs> That's the first thing. Actually, Ash, the first place I ever really? sculpted. I think I remember that. I yeah. remember that. I made that snake creature. And that was my, my very first sculpt. And now I do it for a nice. living. <laughs> Well, not so much. Sculpting is yeah. part of it. Very small part now. But uh, yeah, but sculpting, I sculpt all my prosthetics and stuff. All, and my very first sculpt was at your house. Nice. Aww, Fun fact. Memory lane. Fun Aww. memory lane. But that's enough of that. Uh, we talked about the 1987, yeah. I believe. Is it uh, um, Evil Dead 2? Uh, um, so before we move on, I asked a question to Kelsey. We always force her to watch weird shit that we know or weird shit that the audience knows. I asked her what she wants to watch next. I'm going to let Kelsey choose the film if Yay! she would so like I to. I would like to. I still want to take like maybe one more day to think about it and really do some research because I worked way too long today. I didn't have time to. Um, I'm trying not to uh, pick one of my favorite movies that is just like in the mainstream of horror film from, I don't know, the last five years or so. So I'm trying to dive a little deeper than that. All right, so um, you guys have to, once this episode airs this week, uh, I guess you have to keep looking at social media to see Kelsey's selection. So just in case you don't know how to find that, it's Cinematic AF, and it is on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Look at that. That was a segue, oh, my friend. Yeah. I'm very you proud know what of else? By, uh, Sunday I'll have uh, it. by Sunday, I'll have it, which is when this comes out. So if you're listening to this right now, you can already go to the Instagram and see what was chosen. Oh, actually, we're releasing it on Monday, oh, Monday. now because that gives me two days Monday. to edit. <laughs> I think it would be funny. I think it Monday would be is. funny if Kelsey said, uh, the next movie we're going to watch is, and then later you edit yourself in and do a Kelsey impression and say the movie. thank you guys for listening to cinematic af once again go to our social medias and like us share us love us all that good stuff and if you listen to uh, listen to us on apple Podcasts, give us that five star rating please still your uh, brothers your sisters your boyfriend your husband's phone just open up the itunes and Look us up and five stars. We would appreciate it. It'll help us grow. And I did say something stupid. I said IMDb last week for things, and somebody actually already made me feel dumb. It is not IMDb. I meant to say Rotten Tomatoes. My bad. So if we get so many ratings, I forgot. I said it last week. Uh, we get to be, we get to do ratings on um, Rotten Tomatoes. So help us do that. Yeah. And cool. don't forget to send dudes. What? Dudes? I said don't forget, don't don't forget do- to send nudes. Uh, maybe you didn't hear me the first time. Man, 
Sit. No, no, Sin. don't do that. I, I'm the one that I'm the one that handles the accounts. I do not want to do this. No. I uh, don't listen. Don't listen. Anybody to that desperate to send a, anybody that desperate to send this uh, low grade fledgling podcast nudes aren't going to be good. <laughs> don't listen to him. Do it and and, and get get it real nasty because he deserved. And then I'm just going to give your last name. Uh, he has a no, Facebook no, no, account, no, everybody. No. Ashley. Uh, Way well, hard to find. Him. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to Cinematic AF. I've been your host, Anthony Fountain. Uh, stay cool. Love your family. Stay safe and keep watching movies. Bye. Bye.